Welcome to 353rd, a podcast covering the impact of the internet on business. This is episode number 36. Today is the 9th of May, 2012. I am Scott Barstow. And I'm Anders Brownworth. What are we listening to? This we are good- listening to Gautier, Some somebody trap. that I used to know. That's and uh, it, it's a it's it's a change to our opening music. As you know, we we typically play the Talking Heads naive song. Yeah, and it's actually today, a cover. Yeah, it's a cover of yeah. that, a, a live cover by I don't know who. String Cheese Incident. String actually. Cheese Incident. That's right. Yeah. And but today we decided to mix it up a little bit. I like it. Yeah, tasty. It is. So what what's going on? Last what? night I was at a I was at a, a networking event here in. Durham, yeah, and the the presenter at that at said event was a guy named Mark Sears, who's running a company called Cloud Factory. I've heard about this. Indeed, you have. He's not out of the United States. He is not. So the uh, the company is based in Nepal, and what's interesting is they're kind of uh, it's a cloud labor platform where you can submit small chunks of work. And they will source that labor across both domestic, and by domestic, I mean Nepal, not the United States, mm-hmm. domestic labor sources. And then they also engage with Amazon Mechanical Turk. What kind of work do they do? They can do any number of things. I think the, their speciality is things like web research or data processing tasks or perhaps translation or those so, kinds of things. So things that a computer doesn't do well. Right. That's that's their niche. So if I had like an iPhone app that I wanted to have people run through and test, that'd be that's something not, these guys yeah, do? That's not what they do. That's not what, what they they'll do. do. No, what they would do is if you had, let's say you had a, uh, you had a presentation coming up and you were presenting on, I don't know what, the, the meaning of uh, you know, I don't know. Our opening Some, song. Yes, the meaning of our opening song, uh, if it had been made in 1900. And these guys would go out and do web research for you and uh-huh. coll- collate it and uh, and turn it back to you for review. Okay. They would also do, like I was talking about, transcription. So I need this audio transcribed to, you know, to a Word doc or I need, uh, hmm. you know, I need this other thing translated from Romanian to English. So it's really just small chunks of work uh-huh. that can be done. And the, the workers are typically hired either, like I said, they're, they're, they're training a Nepalese, if that's a word, uh, workforce to, to source this work internally to the country. Maybe Nepali. Yeah, maybe. But it's probably right. Yeah. It's probably Nepali. Okay. Either way. And I got to ask about uh, quality control. So the quality, what uh, what Mark described is that they have a very thorough quality control process where each piece of work is reviewed before it gets turned back to the requestor. Mm. And then the employees are graded ah, on quality. Got it. So every week there is a, there's a review with, they work in teams of, some number, I don't remember what, teams of five, I believe. And the, there's a team leader, and that team leader is responsible for reviewing my stats with me every week. Mm-hmm. Really interesting company. Yeah. 
and there's a there's a these guys aren't the only ones doing this, but what's interesting about them is first of all that they're based in Nepal. Yeah, that's not exactly a tech hub you would that would come to mind. No, they are just south of Kathmandu is how he describes it. Okay. So now that's have, a, have you that's, been? I've never been. You've never been. Neither have I. No, it's uh, it's on the list, but it's but it hasn't been visited yet. Yeah. That's interesting in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Also interesting is their bent toward. First of all, uh, it, let me make it clear that Mark is Canadian. Okay. Canadian guy was was a uh, was a software and technology entrepreneur, and he and his wife. His wife took a took a contracting job in Qatar or Qatar. 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 Yeah. And at some point in that process, they uh, while they were living in Qatar, they got to know the local uh, Nepali community. And apparently, it's there's a fair amount of Nepali people in uh, the in Middle Qatar. East. I see. Okay. So they get huh. a, they get ingrained in this community in Qatar, yeah. And eventually, one of the people that they get to know asks them to come to Nepal to visit his family. Yeah, they go to Nepal and never come back. Essentially, <laughs> okay. So, so they set up. So he he has this idea to set up this company in Nepal, and yeah. to, he said one of the one of the things he found when he got there is was that Nepal does a great job of turning out in particular software engineers. Hmm. They graduate very well educated. He said they're very good, yeah. but they have nowhere to work. Yeah, here it's very well educated. So what happens? They just it's brain drain. Yeah, they sit and do nothing. He said they literally they sit and do nothing. Do nothing. Wow. And so why so, why aren't people starting companies though? Like why are they sitting and doing nothing? There's no jobs. There's no money. So there's no startup capital. There's no startup scene. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so interesting. Very poor country, and 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 furthermore, there's even if they're not gra- these people are not graduating with technology degrees from university, they are graduating and very well educated, but again, don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. So Mark's vision was to give them work to do. Yeah. And and the vision is to have a million people working on the platform by the time it's all said and done to put wow. a million to put a million people to work. A million Nepalese or a million? Uh, no. So they okay. are branching out. They are the the worker pool. They are moving into Africa and uh-huh. I forget what countries. I know Ghana and there was there were one or two others that he mentioned specifically. But they are looking to move into developing countries where there is no work to be done. Uh-huh. What's what's what is prevalent in these countries is labor is, is well both labor and internet. Ah, sure. So internet's prevalent, but uh-huh. they don't have but they don't have a way to exercise the utility. Got it. So and, he's so is he selling the the I mean cloud factory? Does that is it just the typical like uh, mechanical Turk Amazon mechanical Turk platform, or does it sell the worker workers as a group as well? Right now, it is you pay per job. Okay. And so it is very mechanical Turk-ish. Yeah. And I would imagine that there are economies of scale. If I want to do, you know, if I need 10 people for today, yeah, I probably pay some kind of hourly rate and, yeah. you know, to Cloud Factory. 
Mm-hmm. But then he turns around, and and the work is sourced by the piece. No, yeah. gotta say it's a fantastic name. Yes, Cloud Factory. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's, you know, it's an assembly line of yeah formation work. Yeah, no reason it can't be done. I mean, you know, looking at the history of Mechanical Turk, I mean, I forget the uh, name of the guy, but. Some guy that disappeared, he took his plane off and he he disappeared, never returned to the airport, and uh, they did a Mechanical Turk thing where they did a satellite pass and then vended out these little tiles of pictures of the ground to find the airplane to millions of people to look at across the net. Um, I thought it was a fantastic way to leverage things that are not easy for a computer to do mm-hmm. or certainly in the in the a constrained time to make a uh to train a computer to look for an airplane is is you know kind of hard it's a lot easier to get people doing it very fast so it's great to see like i, I would imagine the price is pretty cheap for this kind of labor but i think probably as with china the number one reason you do it is because you it's humans and they can change what they do either subtly or radically very quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's the big, that's a big win here. Aside that's the from big the, idea. Yeah, yeah. Aside from the fact that of course this is work that can essentially be done anywhere. Right. I love it. The very interesting, I wish I was there. I had heard about uh, that he was coming into town, but it uh, didn't line up with one of my trips down to North Carolina. So I, I unfortunately missed it. Would have loved to be there. Uh, so he, what did he do? What did he talk about? Just the- he really gave the background of the company yeah. and how how he had gotten started and where the idea had come from. And what's what's really interesting for me in the whole thing is that the focus, while they're they're very much, uh, if you meet Mark, he's very much a meat eating capitalist, very, mm-hmm. you know, very in tune with being successful as a businessman. But the 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 human good component of what he's doing is very very compelling. Yeah, and the fact that they're focused, it's not about cheap labor. Yeah, at all, because there's lots of people in that game. Yeah, it's it's about an opportunity, I think. And right? furthermore, he's he's embedded in the country. Yeah, which is really amazing. That is, a, yeah, it. that's rare. Very rare, that's but rare. I, I. So here's. This is where I wanted to take this conversation is, do you see that sort of thing, if internet is indeed ubiquitous, which Mm. it will be in developing countries, is the opportunity to, for you or me or people like us to move to other countries and do what Mark's doing? Is that something that you think we'll see more of going forward? Instead of the traditional, let's start a company here in the U.S. with all of the, all of the great things that are a part of that, but also all of the headaches that are a part of running a company in a first world country. Uh, what's what are your thoughts? Well, I think uh, uh, it's a very very interesting question. I think uh, it uh, the first thing that jumps into my mind is the fact that I saw cities flattening out like populations flattening out away from cities and back into uh essentially cheaper to live areas uh given the information revolution that is the internet uh there's no reason that can't span you know country boundaries 
uh, and and it certainly should, and and obviously is uh, mm-hmm. right under our nose here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's compelling, uh, you know, and purely a selfish standpoint is to go live somewhere that's very cheap to live and still earn a first world salary, uh, sure. and a high first world salary. Mm-hmm. So I got to imagine that the, the, the pull is pretty strong. Um, right. but I have to admit, I have to confess, I hadn't really given much thought about jumping overseas. I'd only, only really thought about going to live in a cheaper place, you, you know, and working remotely. Mm-hmm. So that's very, what do you think about it? Yeah, last night my interest was peaked. I got to tell yeah. you, the and and part of it is what you talked about, which is this idea that I can go somewhere and I can make a first world money in a developing country, yeah, potentially. And even if I'm not making what I would make here, let's say I made half of what I make oh, here, still you're you're making you bank. Know, yeah, yeah. It's, you're you're in the top. Point oh oh five percent of the country, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's you and the king of the. You know, it's you and the and the president of the country at yeah. that point, and and just this idea of, uh, for me, you know, as you and I have talked about this, not in not in the context of this show, but the idea that this idea that I have of taking my kids around the world, mm-hmm. and I'd always thought of that as well. We'll just travel. And ah, we'll, we'll go see interesting places, and then yeah. we'll come back. I see where you're going with this. But what I started thinking about last night is, what if we went and lived somewhere? Sure. And and my, you know, I could, I would have to structure some of what I do differently. Clearly, or yeah. I go there with the idea that I'm going to look to start something. Yeah, figure in, it in out the, in the country when I get there, yeah. based on what the opportunities are that exist on the ground there. Yeah. And leverage the resources that I have, both in the U.S. and around the world, to make the idea happen. Now that's compelling. That's very compelling. That that would be that would. So where would you go if if you you know just off the top of your head? I really don't know. I I got to tell you, after listening to him, I there's your mind's a part wandering. of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I, it could be anywhere. We've talked. Sure. You know, I've talked before about going to South America, whether it was uh-huh. Argentina or someplace like that. I got to tell you, South America is so, is gorgeous. Argentina is fantastic. What a yeah. great, beautiful country. I mean, it's got problems, but it's right. educated. It's, it's beautiful. There's, there's infrastructure. Oh my word. I'd do that almost in a heartbeat. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what, the, I don't know what it looks like, but it, yeah. my, my interest was peaked last night for sure. Yeah. And here's a guy that's clearly he could do anything. He could do the same thing here. Yeah, make lots of money. And well, I, but is the is the uh, opportunity as great here? You know, I if don't you know. if you don't have the feet on the ground in the developing country with all the the workers sitting around idle, a you don't have a fire under your butt. But really, b you know you don't have those. You can't just turn it on. That's right. You know, so so you just have to hope they wander across your site eventually. Yeah. So I think the opportunity is better, at least for a cloud factory, uh, to be in country. I think he's got to be there because that, as you said, that's what identified that made the need acute. Yeah, I mean, he walked out his door and saw it every day. Sure, and you know, got to know these students that were. He said. You know, they were some of the best Rails developers he'd ever seen. Yeah. 
and they're sitting around with nothing to do. Yeah, that's criminal. Yeah, what that's a waste, criminal. right? Totally. And so instead of a waste, he's he's put these guys to work. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it really is. That, it's that's uh, that's a shocking story. I mean, you know, I, I I have known of him. I've I've actually I've spoken with him. He's uh, he's a fascinating guy. He's uh, he's the real deal. Uh, the team he's built, I believe, is is the real deal. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Compelling. That's that is that is talk about the internet. <laughs> you know, impacting business. I mean, that is. He, that's that's the flattening of the world right there. It uh, is. It is. You know. It was it was living it was living proof of what yeah. we talk about every week, but just in a different it really is it's impacting the world using technology that you know, we take for granted every day. And yeah. quite frankly, they take for granted. Yeah. They've got it. One of the funny stories he told last night was he said when he first got there. He was talking to these guys, these engineering students, and he just floats the question, well, how many of you are on Facebook? Yeah. And he said, everybody in the room was <laughs> yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And this is, a, he said it was a room of, you know, 15 to 20 people in Kathmandu, Nepal. Yeah. And they're all on Facebook. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, so why weren't they, why are they sitting around if that's the case? Do they not have access to rent a coder? Do they not know about it? Like what, why? I don't know. That's a great question because we, you know, you've got Elance, you've got these, yeah. uh, these companies, sites here in the West that you can freelance from. And I hire, you know, I hire lots of people off of that to do, get this done or get that particular task done. Or I, use it- the, I use those sites a lot. So maybe... Maybe it's a language barrier. Or is it just a prejudice? Could be. You know, like uh, some guy in the middle of, you know, I don't even know where the country is kind of a mindset. You know, how could he possibly be able to, you know, why am I going to give him the keys to the castle and allow him to, you know, build a build a my next Rails app or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, that, that could, could very be. well be. Yeah. What could he possibly know? Right. Yeah. Or, 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 or even, even if he knows what kind of a sensitivity to, cause for me, a lot of the, uh, talent I've hired in India is just way off base in terms of seeing the end goal so much. So, and, and I, and that's true actually of China too. It, you really have to go there and you have to spend time with them and sit down and work through the problem to really define it before you can actually, you know, become very efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you're hiring somebody within the culture, I'll say, not necessarily within the country, but within the culture, they understand things that haven't been said. Yes, be- that's true. Yeah. So, so what gives, you know, I mean, what about I think there, that? there's certain amount of. I think there would be a certain amount of. I don't know anything about that part of the world, so I'm. I don't trust them. Yeah. I think that's a part of it. Yeah. You know, there's definitely a language barrier. Yeah, true. It can be. It can be frustrating, and I think what what Mark has done a, I presume, a good job of solving is he's got people in leadership that can translate and you know yeah. maybe can figure out the meaning of what hasn't been said because they've been doing it long enough that oh well they really mean yeah. this when they say that yeah. whereas the the guy that's just getting started would be like oh well he told me to do x so I'm going to do x 
And could some of it also have to do with the fact that the jobs are very small and well-defined? I think that's a huge part of why yeah. this will be ultimately be very successful. Yeah. Is because it doesn't require the ability or, you know, I don't have to understand the, the big picture. I just have to understand that oh, my piece, I need these, the, these, you know, these three pages of, of text needs to be translated. I don't yeah. really know what, how it's being used. And I don't need to know. I just know that I've been given this discrete piece of work. Yeah. And if I, if I can do 150 of those a day, I can make good money. Yeah. And you know, there's, I'm sure there are, preferred kinds of tasks in this environment where as you move up the food chain in terms of your expertise that you get you get to cherry pick and things like that or at least you get sure. first look at the better at yeah. the better tasks or things like that but uh really really interesting company i hope he does really well um he seems like a seems like a great guy with a great mission. It's a great example of not only using the internet for business and using the internet to transform business, but also having your business be about something more than making money. Yeah, sure. So yeah, it's about absolutely transforming that country. I'm sure. Do you know, if right. the, do you know if the government does anything to, to help out or grease the, grease the wheels, allow it to uh, allow the company to function any, He's, so he never talked. He didn't talk at all last night about that. Yeah. Okay. And the I think there's. I don't believe that the company is actually a Nepali company. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they're actually. I don't know if they're incorporated there. I don't know where they're incorporated, but I don't believe they're incorporated in Nepal. Yeah. And I assume there are reasons for that. Yeah. And that could be just because it's not convenient, or the government is, in fact, not only doesn't help, but also, but actually inhibits. Yeah. It's hard so, to say. Yeah, so that to me makes more sense because uh, if you have a bunch of local people that really know what they're doing, I, I find it hard to believe that the ent- entrepreneurial spirit just never occurred to them. Sure. Uh, there's probably other reasons that they can't realistically start a, an enterprise. Right. Uh, but I, very I, would, I would tend to I mean, agree with you because I yeah. think the human mind is generally one that, well, I, what can I do to get myself out? Right. Of the situation that I'm in, how can I make myself? How can I make my life better? Yeah, and I think there's probably, uh, as for a lot of the people that are now working for him, I think the answer was, "There's nothing I can do." Yeah, and now the answer is, "Oh, I've got this job I can do. I can make yeah. you know, I can actually provide for everybody in my family, and I can bring, you know, new people to the table as." Uh, as a as it makes sense, I can bring other family members in t- and start doing this work, and it's a great way to literally transform lives. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm a huge yeah. fan. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks everybody for listening. If you want to know more about Cloud Factory, and I recommend that you do, you can find them at cloudfactory.com. I encourage you to go on, put in a couple of test tasks, and see how it all works. And as always, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for posting comments on iTunes and sharing on Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next week. See ya.